You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Hey there, this is Brian Wolf with Parker Technology, a sponsor for The Parking Podcast. Parker Technology is the customer experience solution of choice for the parking industry. Our solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Whether you utilize our customer service team or your team in conjunction with our software platform, or a combination of both, we help you capture revenue, provide better customer service, enable your staff to focus on higher priority tasks, and most importantly, keep your traffic moving. With the Parker Technology solution, you'll also enjoy real-time access to call data and recordings. Learn more at parkertechnology.com forward slash parking podcast and subscribe to our podcast, Harder Than It Looks, Parking Uncovered. This episode is brought to you by 11X. Take control of your parking with Exact Park, a smart parking solution that provides real-time occupancy monitoring at the stall level and powerful data insights. Exact Park enables drivers to quickly and easily find available parking while helping organizations balance their parking space use, better manage the curbside, reduce congestion, and offer optimized programs and policies for a better parking experience for all. Learn more at 11-x.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Parking Podcast. With us today is my good buddy, Tina Reed of Pivot Parking. How are you doing today, Tina? I am doing well. Thank you. Tina, you and I go way back. We worked at some other uh, parking operators in our time. I uh, think very highly of you, your work ethic, your relationships with your employees and clients. And um, so glad I could finally get you on the podcast. And as I begin every episode, Jump right to it. Tell our listeners how you got into the wonderful world of parking. My story begins that I began in the early days of parking as a uh, collections clerk before credit cards became a thing of, of payment form. I was oh. the person who got to chase money when people didn't send in their checks and threatened to turn off cards. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So like, oh, for like monthly parking at a... For at like a monthly parking. Yes, yeah. it was back in the day chasing people before emails were, you know, we were doing emails, but a lot of it was telephone calls and when are you going to send the payment? What's the check number? Let me make sure. If not, if I don't get it, then you're going to have your card turned off. And Oh you know, my goodness. Was that for um, a, an operator or for a city or university? Or? It was for operator. I worked for the same operator for about 14 years. So I got my early day start in 2006. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So, um, and then I, again, I think you've, you've worked operators pretty much your whole career. I and have. Then, yeah. I have. And then you decided, uh, to start your own. So you co-founded uh, Pivot Parking, which is making headways and uh, and crushing across the industry. But as you said, there's there's a lot of parking operators out there. What made you say the world needs another parking company? Well, our one of our co-founders is Scott Diggs, who was a former founder of Lanier Parking as well. He decided to do it all over again, He, as he says, and he invited me to be a part of it. And the contention was that if I was going to be a part of it, then I wanted stake in the company to make some high-level decisions and be a part of the growth of the company and, and the direction of the path of how we were going to do business. So 
and and getting that had always been behind the scenes and and not had a lot of direction or a lot of say in practices and policies and this gave me an opportunity to to have a voice in that so I was very very eager to go that direction oh that's awesome and of course Brandon was another one that was a early uh early part of the team and now yes. you guys have exploded uh with some big names you have the uh chair of the board at IPMI, Gary Means. You have some people I've worked with and think very highly of, Robert Sizik, Todd Brocious, um, a lot of other big time hitters out there. So you guys are really investing in a team and talk a little bit about that. You know, what what's the what was it like putting the, the Avengers together by, by bringing in all these uh, great people to uh, drive Pivot forward? Yeah, we had um, our executive team at the at the beginning uh, had some discussions about, you know, who have you worked with, who have we each worked with, who we felt we had a good relationship with, that we felt their their practices and how they their work ethics matched what we were trying to achieve. And we had a list, and that that list is is making sure that we were all on the same page of who those folks, you know, would would again help us lead in a direction that we felt was was valid and it goes back to the the basic pr- principles of parking is doing it right making sure we're leading with integrity and and you know always being there for the clients we we have come to realize that that bigger is not always better as we say so making um smaller headways with a smaller company but having the right people at the forefront makes a big difference yes and uh, and i i've worked with most of the big names on that list and also just want to Shout out Scott Diggs. I've also crossed paths with him many times, worked with him when I joined Lanier. And again, just a great entrepreneur, great person. Love that he's giving back and and putting such a, a great team together. So you talked about you talked a little bit about some of the things you want to do different. Uh, kind of what else is Pivot Parking doing different? You know, you had a chance to kind of build this your way. What are some things, uh, some other things you haven't mentioned that you you made sure are part of uh Pivot Parking's identity and DNA? Well, I think the largest part of it is that there's a lot less red tape for us being being a smaller company, having a lot more hands-on, that when our client makes a request to get something done or, or makes a suggestion and we talk that through, you know, besides me and Brandon and now Todd being on our team, but, you know, we have three to four people that we connect with quickly to make a decision and make an idea or a suggestion or a thought, make it happen. So we're not having to wait weeks, months on end to get something something implemented, that it can be relatively quick. Um, and so that's been a key in, in having some of our clients, as we say, make the pivot, that that it's, you know, we're trying to stay agnostic to, we're, we don't have a dedicated system platform. We try to make what works best for the for the parking environment for our client. And let's decide as a partnership, a true partnership, as what makes sense for that operation. Yeah, I'm going to dig deeper there because um, I think Todd, was it Todd Brocious who works for your company, wrote, a, he wrote did. a great article on that. So yeah, it seems like every operator now, because I sell to operators, they are my customer now. I used to compete with them, but now they're my customers, and it seems like almost all of them are dabbling in everything. They have their own app. They have their own enforcement solution. They have their own monthly parking system. They have all these monthly parking systems. They have all their proprietary systems, 
and yeah, it can create stickiness with with clients and you know, the more they're in your products maybe, but you guys have decided to remain more agnostic to build partnerships with other vendors to tell the city, I don't know, I don't want to steal your thunder. To, talk yeah. to us more about that deliberate choice to remain technology uh, agnostic when when working with your your customers. Well, I think it comes down to what works for one may not work for all. And so with that thought in, you know, getting in and connecting with the clients when they do become a client or even in the prospective light that, you know, seeking and searching what works best for that environment. You know, if it's an on-street, does does multiple payment platforms work? Do you need a dedicated enforcement platform? And 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 knowing that what we have implemented and the partnerships with vendors that we created within our first two years, we've been able to really work with those vendors and and you know, hey, we need this customization done or we need this or this client would like to see this. And the open arms that we've had with some of those vendors to be able to make those customization requests, you know, valid and move forward with without having to jump through so many hoops and without having to make a stance that's why is it important, the willingness from our vendors to be able to do that is what we find is most feasible for our clients and getting us over that threshold where we need to to be successful for the clients and those operations. Yes, and I've been on both sides of it. I, I've worked for the companies that had our own, which there's some benefits, and I've worked for some companies that uh, remained agnostic and I see pros and cons. One other thing I really like is, you know, a lot of times the vendors will bring you to the table because they know you're not a competitor. They know you've given them business. So they hear about someone needing an operator, but wanting their mm-hmm. mobile app. So they're like, oh, you should talk to Pivot. And so I think as, uh, as the industry, you know, continues to get bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. I think it's important to to have those connections and partnerships and it's it's going to pay off um pay off yeah i mean you know the partner. old the old saying is don't have all your eggs in one basket yeah um, so <laughs> it reigns true in today's world and in the technology piece and you know and just trying to make sure that you know we connect and we we provide those potential solutions again not everything works for all but you know if if we are dedicated and if we are aligned with our clients outcomes and objectives then I don't have any doubt that we can work with partners that will help us find those solutions. Yeah, I love it. And it helps you uh, stay focused on your main objective, which you just mm-hmm. said is with that being connected with your clients and not chasing you know, every other thing on your to-do list from all the different products and solutions you have. But mm-hmm. your product is being the best parking management company you can be for your clients. So uh, that's really cool. And I'll put a link to that uh, magazine article in the show notes so our listeners can click on if they want to read that excellent article by Perfect. Todd Brocious. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what's next? You got the A team together. That's, uh, you know, what's the future look like? You're winning some deals. How do you guys uh, scale, but keep that boutique, um, like you say, keep the, keep the red tape away, yeah. uh, but yeah. still support that growth. So yeah, talk yeah. about that. The co-founders, we all decided in the beginning that, you know, again, we did not set out to be the biggest, largest company. There are those out there that that is their dream and their drive. Glad for them, but not for us. We want to stay, you know, as a boutique company where 
we are within a certain area. We, we would like to stay within the Sunbelt region. If there's a calling outside of that region, then, and if it makes sense for our company, we definitely would give that consideration not to shut that door. Um, but we want to have, I did, we want to have partnerships and deals that make sense for our company, make sense for our growth and to make sure that we can deliver as we intend to and as we promised. That's my biggest thing is to, is to always make sure that I can deliver the end product as to what the client is specifically looking for. So we will grow. We will continue. We have a, a number in our mind about where we'd like to be in the next couple of years. And we are progressively getting there. Um, we have, we have been awarded three new deals just in the last 30 days. So we continue to grow. You know, when we began this, we, we didn't think we, that we may have five, six, seven deals in our first year. And we ended our, our second year going into our third year at almost 30 locations. Um, wow. so it's, it's, you know, being able to deliver the, the, the professionalism and being able to deliver what we promise has been key. Yeah. And I was going to ask, you know, if someone's listening from, you know, Canada or Florida or Maine or Texas, like, so it's the Sun Belt, you know, so it's the Southern part of the United States. Is that kind of been the market right now for Pivot? A little bit. We, you know, we're already in Virginia. Um, and so some of those, those outlying areas there will make sense for us going into Tennessee. Some of those, those Midwestern kind of areas make sense for us. Uh, to a point, you know, we're not going to stretch ourselves so thin to where it creates problems. That's not what our intent is, but we want to have solid ground. We want to make sure that we are, you know, and that's what the difference is now with, with our company versus where I was before. We're just not out to get a deal. We're out to get the right deal, to create the right partnership. Yeah, I love that. And I've been in situations where you're chasing every deal. That's the that's the uh, directive from leadership and you're... Yeah. And you're not able to support them, or you're you get into a bad deal because of you're not being wise and selective in and who you want to partner with and who you want to work with. So I love that you guys are doing that. So switch gears a little bit. You're you've been involved with uh, women industry leaders. Tell us about this organization um, and how others can get involved. So yes, I got involved with them through Heather Matthews. Great connection through the IPMI. She had this, she was a part of this group and wanting to, to be a part of a group that is, that is highlighting women, not just in the parking industry, but in all industries and where we can be leaders and how we mentor each other and how we promote and, and just get our names out there so that, you know, it's, it's always kind of been, unfortunately, that, that women, especially in the parking world, only take HR roles or accounting roles. So being able to provide that that we are leaders and that we can be operation managers, that we can be executive vice presidents, that we can be co-founders, where does that put us and how can we mentor that for the next generation coming forward? So getting connected with, with that group, um, go through LinkedIn, connect with what they're doing. We're doing coffee talks um, regularly so that you can hear about other women. And, some, and we talk about the struggles. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, so it's been very, very nice. And I uh, also just recently got invited to be a part of the Women in Parking Advisory Council. So that starts in the next few weeks. And I'm looking forward to being a part of that group and and helping to produce and, and get women more involved in parking um, for the future. Wow. What a, what a great uh, organization and, and mission there. Are they 
tied to like one of the big national conference, like IPMI or MPA or Parking Today, or is women industry leaders a separate, a separate group? A separate I believe it. I think it's a little bit separate, but again, there's, there's, I think most of what have been, has been most recently has been involved in some of the parking aspect. But yeah, it's it's all industry levels, not just parking. So getting ideas and mentoring someone from a different industry only helps in uplifting women and, and how we progress. You know, we've we've a lot of us women have been where we never got equal pay and where, you know, there was a time in my life when I had men answering to me and they made more than me, but I was their boss. You know, so in mm. and getting to that point and getting to equal pay and, and equal in rights of where we are is very, very important. So trying to promote women in our industry is key. Yeah. And I think we started probably similar times in this century. I, I, I started 16, almost 17 years ago. Crazy, crazy to think. But yeah, I remember walking the trade shows back then and, and seeing it now. You can see that organizations like uh, women industry leaders are, are making a difference because it is starting to change and it is changing for for the better and now we have uh women own, owning companies like pivot parking <laughs> like tina so i love to see it and uh so happy for your success tina and i know we've worked side by side for for many years and just i remember i was sad when we stopped working together and then now <laughs> i was just so yeah, happy that we had yeah. quite the winning streak at one point <laughs> yeah. so we, were, we were doing good <laughs> we did i remember they like in the southeast so for those that don't know, we work for an operator. I helped with cities, and Tina, um, Tina had her own geographic uh, area, southeast, and and we had Steve Resnick was was the leader, and uh, yes. we went into pitch to ten different cities and won every single one in a row. We just were tickled by that. that yeah, yeah. So it's relationships and uh, that value prop that I think like Pivot can deliver on. So. And speaking of which, how can listeners follow along with all the great stuff going on at Pivot Parking? It seems a lot of stuff going on LinkedIn because I follow them and um, maybe we have, that's the yep. best way. Yeah, LinkedIn. We also do Instagram. We do some Facebook. But yeah, LinkedIn's a, a primary where we're really working on some some blogs and, and other information and um, just getting the word out there. You know, we are in the midst right now. We are in, in an accelerated growth pattern. So we are looking to add valuable people to our to our staffing where we are and getting into new regions, which is critical. Doesn't always mean that we have to have someone that's been a part of parking. We like to hire personalities and then we can teach the parking. But if you've if you've ever been in the world of parking, it's hard to get out of it. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. so once you're in, you're not getting yeah, out. So. That's right. Yeah. And a good thing too, because it's such a wonderful industry. So but let's step out of the industry. When you're not working for Pivot when you're not crushing deals and uh, delivering for clients. What do you, Tina Reed, like to do for fun? I am an avid DIYer of home improvement projects and, and a thrift store junkie. So I love furniture refinishing and, oh, wow. and doing things like that. So that's, that's my, you know, my husband says on a Saturday, he goes and play golf. He says, I know where you'll be at the thrift store trying to find the next gym. So. <laughs> well, I do love that. Uh, first of all, my favorite thing about that comment was that each of you have your own. So it's not like you're, you know, you're creating 
projects for him to help you with or he you know vice versa <laughs> he can go to his golfing you can fix all you want and do yeah your yeah don't ask me to pick up a club i'm horrible but <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you all about the right hammer and the right tool set to use for whatever so. wow so you do a lot of that yourself you 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 and, more or less flip it do you sell it or just like to keep it around the house or is it just anything and everything make it for friends or yeah just kind of you know I've, I've done a little bit of resale not not much but yeah i have a hard time that if i find a unique piece and i redo it and I'm like, oh i could find a place for it at home you know it, it, it means something so it's a little hard sometimes to let go of it well one of my biggest shames as a as, as a as a husband or a father is that i am not a handyman i i i <laughs> i i, I I could barely hang a picture. That's not true. I can do a little more, but it's not my strength. Uh, I pay someone to do that, so I, I <laughs> am wanting to get better at that. So Tina, we'll have to we'll have to rebuild some furniture sometime. Nice. That's really cool. <laughs> I love that. That's that's great. Well, I think you're. You, I don't know if you're a diehard Clemson fan, but I remember a funny story when you were giving birth, maybe about. But the Clemson is that well? It was, is that safe for was, is that safe for the flag? I can't remember. I remember <laughs> dying laughing. Yeah, no, my son was born during March Madness, and when he was born, the uh, they were the basketball, and I'm not a basketball fan, but they were the guys were all screaming at the screen, and and somebody yelled, "Look at those sideburns!" And so my lovely mother, listening through the door swore up and down that they were talking about my new child and that he had sideburns so that was she was relieved to not see sideburns when she finally saw her grandson oh so, so it was a it was a player on the screen on he the, was a on the player on the screen yeah oh that's hilarious oh, i love that story yeah, um, yeah that's great yeah. well tina thank you so much for joining the podcast thank you for um the relationship and the work over the years and uh best of luck to you uh, women industry leaders and pivot parking as you move forward into 2024. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to it. We know we're going to be busy. This episode is brought to you by RiseTech. RiseTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiseTech to solve their parking and transportation challenges at risetechglobal.com forward slash parking podcast. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 2011, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My personal favorite is the ability to pay for parking and tip right from my phone without having to download an app. Tez has a multitude of solutions that are on the leading edge of the industry. Learn more at teztechnology.com. This episode is brought to you by Parking Merchant Processing PMP, your trusted partner in credit card processing and merchant services. Learn why parking companies and operations are switching over to PMP to save money, gain further transparency on processing, and even receive a referral bonus. Learn more at parkingmerchantprocessing.com. This episode is brought to you by Pave Mobility. Pave Mobility is the leader in automated parking enforcement. 
Pave installs fixed LPR cameras at no charge to you or your operation. Pave then captures parkers who did not make a payment or are not on a credentialed list and sends them a notice in the mail. Learn why so many asset owners and operators are switching over to Pave at pavemobility.com or you can just message me. I'd love to get involved and personally help with your account.